teaching entitled Summer Camp Edition. EM is the entitled mum, SL is summer camp leader and OP is me. Okay, let's get on with the story. Since summer is now upon us, I decided to share my story of one of my experiences teaching summer camp. I have over the years taught summer camp because of the needed income during these unpaid months. A camp is different than teaching in a classroom. It is more relaxed and the students have more freedom because it's supposed to be fun and excited. This camp had a family camp for two weeks and then became a youth camp afterwards for two weeks. My group of students were coming in and getting to know each other. I would usually do small games to break the ice of knowing each other. One girl came in and she was more shy than the other students. We went throughout the day and I kept noticing she was digging at her head. Now, being a teacher, this immediately set off my nerves and I asked her to come to the nurse station to check her head. She was fine with that and we went together. One look from the nurse and she was shocked at how infested her head was with lice. They put a plastic plastic cap on her and then pulled me aside while other leaders to get her parents to come at her and assess the situation. SL Hello, we are calling um, because unfortunately your daughter has lice and she needs to get picked up. EM What? My daughter does not have lice? SL Well, we did a check on the nurse's office and found lice. EM You must be mistaken because my daughter does not have lice. She is clean. SL She does not have lice. She does have lice and we have her in the nurse's office. EM I don't believe you. If she does, she must have contracted there at your dirty campground. SL She needs to be picked up immediately. EM How dare you call up and make accusations and say bad things about my daughter. I know the sheriff and I will call him up and get you arrested. She ended up hanging up on the leader. While this conversation was happening, we started looking through the life records. The camp required all students to get life checked before going into their cabins, and we had no life check on her. I started asking her how she got checked into the camp. She was very shy and eventually told that her mum brought her to my cabin. I was dumbfounded because I had no idea how she got through the gates into the cabin portion. The girl then tells me that her family was staying in a cabin for family camp and when they were left they told her that she could stay for the music camp and left her at my cabin as they drove away. The camp leader immediately called the local police and when the mum who not only denied her child life but also denied just leaving her there when she finally showed up to get her daughter which was six hours away she was angry she said if my child wants to go to camp she will how dare you deny her i'm going to sue she ended up throwing things at some of the leaders and got arrested for trying to hit another leader while the cops were there i felt so bad for the daughter who was really interested in music and sincerely wanted to go she ended up getting picked up by her aunt who apparently takes care of her most of the year. The camp did not know this and decided to get all mum's contact info. The girl's actual mum only visits once a year and this was not how she went to go camping and the aunt brought everything and was better with her but apparently was not. For your information, I did not contract a lice because my hair was worn up in a bun. Also, two of the other students contracted it from her and ended up leaving two days later. The camp also had to completely disinfect the cabin they stayed in 
for family camp and ended up getting new beds and bedding too. It was an ordeal. The link of the story will be in the description. My entitled mum got angry at my sister for eating noodles. I cannot stress the title of this post enough. My mum is entitled to her word and thinks everyone should follow what she says. In this case, she wanted us to eat cereal, but the rest of us, dad, me and sister, wanted to eat noodles, so we did. Big mistake on our part. Our mum got furious at my sister because she ate it yesterday. True. Then she started verbally attacking her and my sister got sadder and sadder. By the time she got to our room, she started crying because she saw everyone hated her. I feel like we can understand this because all she did was make noodles. Fast forward two hours and my mum is again verbally attacking my sister even though dad is trying to stop her. Again, my sister is crying so dad shuts the door on mum. Mum is shouting at my sister that if she behaves this way and doesn't follow her orders, she will not marry anyone and be left to rot on the streets because she is not eating lunch even though we ate two noodles just two hours earlier as a lunch. My father is currently consulting my sister and I am angry at my mum for making my sister feel like wanting to die on the spot. Edit Thank you guys for the support you have shown. I have showed it to my sister and it has brightened up her day. I cannot express how much I appreciate all the support. It will be taken to heart. If you want your day to be a little better, debt collectors. Hey all, I have a stressful job in this homeless shelter and when people ask me how I can keep doing what I'm doing, I tell them this story. A little explanation is required. Please be patient. The way debt collection works where I am from is like this. Customers don't pay bill. Companies set debt to debt collectors to get their money off debt collectors to buy the debt and charge the customer interest, basically taking the headache off the company's heads. So every once in a while I have debt collectors call my shelter asking for one of my clients. This is how the conversation usually goes. DC Debt collector. DC. Hi, is so-and-so there? Me. I'm sorry, I can't release information of whether someone is here or not. Can I take a message? My clients are protected under the Public Health Information Act, or PHIA, so I can't release confidential information unless there's a clear court order. DC, who has probably heard every excuse in the book and thinks I'm lying to avoid them, starts to give me attitude. No, thank you. You can't tell me if so-and-so's there? Me. No, I can't. People are protected under PHIA here. DC. PHIA? At this point, I know who they are and don't offer up information. I make them do all the work. Me. Explains PHIA. All hospitals, nursing homes and other health care provided you uh, it. DC. Oh, I'm sorry. What place is this? Me. Says name of organisation. DC, still giving me attitude and what is that? Me, a homeless shelter. Click, the debt collector hangs up on me. Long story short, I happily get the privilege to tell debt collectors that they are screwed and never getting their money. Companies who know damn well that the address and phone number is my shelter but still give my services to my clients who use the shelter as their address and phone number. 
Then the companies get debt collectors to take the debt, knowing fully that there's very low chance of getting their money. For all of you ha- that have been harassed and harassed by debt collectors, just to know I'm here telling them how screwed they are. Carmel's a female dog. Me and my son deserve better than a handmade Christmas gift. I posted on here a while back sharing my story of the entitled mother of two of my preschool students who screamed, degraded and threatened to fire me over not holding her crying, kicking, temperamental three-year-old in my arms all day while five months pregnant with bad pelvic gurgle pain. Unfortunately, Reddit decided to delete my post due to unknown reasons, but I wanted to share another story of this mother from the chronicle of stories I have from my experience teaching her children. Last November, our school decided it was in the best interest to split up this entitled mother's twins into separate classrooms because they constantly found themselves fighting amongst each other. The fighting was so bad that it would lead to constant meltdowns and when the twins were together, they would gang up and hurt the other kids. It was just too much togetherness. Splitting them into different classrooms would also grant these kids the opportunity to give them a sense of individuality and a chance to create new friendships. The mother was not happy about splitting them up, which I can understand. However, the school, I had talked to her several times about their behaviour, and she always ignored us and said she likes her kids safety, which honestly is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. After the classroom split, this entitled mother constantly tried to pit the two classrooms each against each other by saying one kid was learning more than the other kid and so on. One of the kids, which were my student, required early intervention help and blamed me and my co-worker for his slow development. It was BS anyways, because we shared the same lesson plan. Also, teachers don't cause development delays. She just wanted a reason to complain, because that's what entitled mothers do best. There was one incident, however, that made me so tickled off, I wanted to rip her in two. During Christmas time, my co-teacher and I thought it was a cute idea to make parents some reindeer handprint paper ornaments for a holiday present. Just to keep in mind that this time I was eight months pregnant with my daughter and my co-teacher just started her master's program. We weren't exactly being burious with our money this Christmas, however, we had supplied our craftsman room with many nice paints with our own money back at the start of the school year to make sure these kids had good art supplies. The handprint ornament idea was something that we had found on Pinterest and thought it would be super cute to make. It looked almost exactly like this with pictures of kids wearing red noses in the middle except we had handprints for the antlers and the kid decorated and painted the antlers. They were super cute. They were a success and the other parents loved them. All except from this parent. The morning she got our presents, she stormed into our classroom during morning drop-off and furiously held two different ornaments in her hand. One was the ornament I had my students make and the other was the ornament her other son was giving in the other classroom. I will admit that the other ornament looked stunning. That's because one of the teachers in the other classroom brought real ornaments for her students and wrapped around a stuffed animal in a Santa outfit. She obviously spent her own money on these Christmas Xmas gifts.
she took took me and says to my best memory this is just lazy aren't you to have a close look at what this other teacher did because this is a real xmas gift that is why you should have never split them up the lack of effort you guys put into my son's education is lacking when i see this kind of quality it makes me wonder why i should pay so much money for my other son to get nothing just for your information i wanted to see you guys actually try for easter i'm just letting you know she then threw the ornament into the garbage because there was a apparently a waste of space it just had me steaming had gotten a little reprimanded last time i talked to his mother so i just kept quiet but but my face was red pregnancy hormones already made me hormonal but this was just downright so disrespectful and cruel my supervisor even told me the incident that i should always cry to give his mother something a little extra so she did not complain and try to put the classroom against one another but i find that to be such bs too our job is to teach not to buy things for other children we do we do that out of extra kindness for our hearts and wallets teachers should also not have to give special treatment and extra flavors to parents because they enjoy complaining it's insanity i'm just com- saying as a parent myself if someone made me a handmade ornament with my little daughter's face on it i would treasure it forever it's the sort that counts it sucks that there is so little entitlement just lock your sick toddler in the bedroom so he can babysit my kid So this is my story and it happened to my grandma a very long time ago but she told it this weekend so I thought it fit here. Little context. In our country we barely have organized daycare for children. Instead, stay at home mums will take care of varying groups of local kids whose parents both work in exchange for money. They have to be registered and licensed to do so because they can lose their license if they don't comply with safety reg- regulations. My grandma used to do this work when her kids were very young while my grandpa worked out of the house. When my uncle was a toddler, he had a pretty severe case of HFMD and because it's pretty contagious, my grandma called all the parents of the kids that usually stayed at her home to let them know that they couldn't come that week because of his illness. Monday comes around and lo and behold, one of the mums appears at the door. I don't know the exact wording, but the conversation must have gone something like this from what I've gathered. Grand, I'm sorry, but I told you on the phone that your kid can't stay here right now or he might get sick too. EM. But we have to work and he can't find anyone else who do daycare of him at the short notice. Grand, but I told you 2 days ago. EM. But we have no other option. Grand, I'm sorry, but my son has a contagious disease and can't come into contact with other kids. EM then you have to make your kid stay in his room all day so my kid won't catch the disease gran i'm not locking my child up in our house to take care of someone else's kid unfortunately my grandma is too nice and ended up taking care of the other kid anyway but she did agree with the EM that her kids should stay in the kitchen and my uncle should roam the rest of the house freely It's maybe not as explosive as other stories in this subreddit, but I feel like it was worth sharing.
Entitled mother tries to steal my dog after I didn't let my daughter pet him. This story had happened before the quarantine. It was 1pm and I woke up with my father. He recommended me to go out with my dog. I have a 1.5 year old male dog which is a combination of a corgi. So it's relatively small but he's very timid and he can bite back when he gets scared. Anyways, on to the actual story. I went outside and went to my standard route. It normally takes me one hour to go through. My dog met a lot of dogs during the walk and was pretty tired. On the way back home, some girl, he looked about eight years old, ran to my dog. I immediately got to, got to my unleashed dog and put him, got, pulled him closer to me so he wouldn't bite the child. GD is a good daughter. EM is the entitled mother. Me is the... Me. GD. Can I pet him, please? She was very polite, so I had to say no. She answered me with a sad nod and said she understands. I thought that was it, but boy, where I was wrong. I looked at the direction the girl was walking by and saw a young woman on heels running my way and she starts screaming. Yeah, I saw the whole situation. Why did you let her pet your dog? She was nice. Me, I'm sorry, but my dog is tired and he's pretty timid, so he might have to bite your daughter. He might bite your daughter if my dog wasn't T. Em, well, I can't bite her because the dog is hers now. She likes him. Me, what do you mean? I don't understand. Then this woman grabs my dog and starts running to her car. He shouted at her daughter to come and get in the car. And I just stood there not knowing what the hell was happening. Luckily the girl was very polite. GD. I'm not going anywhere. The dog is his. After these words I finally realised what happened and ran to her car. I opened the door and saw my dog biting her arms so I just took it and ran to my house. I heard her screaming after me but I just kept running. I never saw this woman again. P.S. I'm from Poland. So sorry for the bad grammar. I'm 15 and kind of shy. I'm a bad storyteller. Thank you for reading. throws a fit about the gifts her child got her. So a brief background, I am divorced from a terrible person and since remarked. I have a child with the ex and we share joint custody with an eight-year-old boy. He was maybe seven at the time. Our divorce and co-parenting was going fine for a while, but she got really jealous when I started dating and flipped out a lot, made absurd demands and generally treated me and my now wife like garbage often in front of our son, which she would then deny, very messy. Note, I never talk about her around him and always speak kindly. She's usually very good with him and treats me bad. I'll never let him know the animosity and deep anger. It is not like anything he should be a part of. So come Mother's Day and a couple of years of her treating me like garbage, I was not eager or planning to get her anything, let alone spend money on a nice gift for our son. Handmade is wonderful and I have plenty of art, craft, supplies. I know it sounds harsh, but being emotionally abused for years will do that. My mum, being a super nice person, helped my son pick out some gifts for her. He specifically chose the things to give to her. He was 
with her on a Mother's Day and sent him a long and horrible text about how I don't even care about her and she is his mother and that I should give him some gifts that were free with purchase items that she hates and just a last minute gift of stuff and me and my wife had lying around. I kindly sent her a text saying that I wasn't planning to get her anything but it's super interesting that she hates what her son specifically picked out for her. I didn't get a response back. Glorious silence. Info. We do the 5522 custody and we got to the point where I only discuss only things about him and his care slash well-being. Anything else comes up and I end the conversation. I know eventually being a 50% parent will be too much for her. She often pawns him off my parents when she has long stretches with him and I'm delighted for the day she stops trying to appear to be a good parent. Entitled mother tries to flee a suburban fender bender. EM is the entitled mother, EK is the entitled kid. I was around six at the time and my dad was dropping me off at school. He parked across the road from the school and we were about to walk across when an EM in a Toyota SUV reverses into the front of my car. My dad drove a sedan at the time. I waited in the car while my dad went outside to inspect the damage. After he had inspected the damage, my dad said hello to the EM and asked her to exchange contact details as there was damage for the front bumper. EM instantly downplayed the incident, saying that it was just a small accident, paraphrasing here. My dad once again asked her to exchange contact details. The lady again refuses. EM sum now entered the story. From now on, he will be referred as EK. EK hopped out of the car and asked EM what had happened. EM explained that she had accidentally driven into our car and now we are making a huge fuss over nothing. My dad, knowing that EM would not comply, took a photo of EM's license plates in order to file an insurance claim later. This is when EM goes banshee crazy. EM started waving her arms in the air claiming that he had no right to film her on or her precious baby. EM attempts to knock the phone out of my dad's hands, so he started filming the incident. EM then threatening, threatening to call the police as this is a violation of her privacy, finally realising that she was being filmed and that it could have an impa- impact on her reputation. EM huddled EK into the car and she, as she drove off. If you're wondering what happened to EM and EK, we are not sure as another car rear-ended my dad a few days later and he ended up with fire insurance for that instead. I'm currently looking through video footage from old smartphones in order to find this video. If I find it, I'll post it to Reddit. And there's no video in the comments, so he hasn't found it yet. goes to native drum circle tells native chief to stop the event and take off his headdress because it's traumatizing her child background so when my little brother was in boy scouts he had this best friend named max max is cool but his parents are horrid they are racist ignorant and entitled sadly they also ran the boys local boy scouts 
So one day, the Boy Scouts had an outing. We went to the local native reserve. I often tagged along since my mum and entitled parents are friends. That day, the natives were holding a really fun drum circle coming of age ceremony. If some of you have never gone, it's basically this. People singing, banging drums, big fire, all in all a good time. The natives start by doing the coming of age ceremony. At this ceremony, the people start coming of age are giving chewing tobacco. Immediately, E.P. starts yelling about how it's disgusting and young people should not be given tobacco. Meanwhile, they always give their stuff to much younger kids alcohol. Next, the natives start singing and dancing. It's beautiful, but E.P. does not think so. Entitled mother starts screaming that the dancing was too savage, terrifying and ungodly. Then she actually gets up and walks through the circle up to the chief. She is stopped by a nice young man who asks her to sit down. She ignores this and her eyes narrow at the chief. You need to stop all of this. She waves her hands. It's scary, my kid. You are traumatising him. This is inappropriate for kids. Take off that silly costume. Like you brought the 20 kids here. They did not invite you. Also, I'm sitting next to my younger brother and Max. They are both enjoying themselves and talking about Egyptian pyramids. The chief rolls his eyes and says nothing. The nice man asks her again to sit down. She starts to scream again but notices the many disapproving eyes on her. It was not just the Boy Scouts visiting the event but lots of the local community. She walks back down and sits down screaming. The Boy Scouts never went back and in a couple of years the entitled parents were kicked out of Boy Scouts for cheating and emotionally abusing the kids. and consequence. So I actually just got this encounter not just a moment ago during my lunch break. Twas was a wonderful break cruising the rail on my trusty off-road electric skateboard slash steed which ending up teaching a little stain about action and consequence. Also please feel free to point out errors in spelling slash grammar. I know you all will do it anyway but I like to improve my writing when I can. To set the scene, I normally roll around along a bike path during my lunch break. At one point to the path, it veers very close to an enormous playground, which is packed ATM due to school holidays. Due to the high amount of child traffic, I normally slow right down and swing wide of any tiny runners, but sadly that isn't always enough for some kids. So as I get close to the playground, there I spy our stories star. Sitting on the bike path, playing with his Hot Wheels cars. I'm assuming they were Hot Wheels anyway. I spotted both him and his cars early, so I slowed right down and moved as far as him to one side as fast I could. Closest I would have got to him at any point was 1.5 metres. Hashtag social distancing. Now this young rat had turned and saw me coming, and you could just see that tiny cogs started to turn his head. He immediately proceeded to grab his nearest car and throw it directly under my board as I passed. Now, I wasn't moving very quickly, but you don't have to move quickly when you weigh 100 kilograms in order to do some damage. That Hot Wheels car went right under a wheel and was crushed like a paper cup. Due to the loud crunch that accompanied the event, the fate of the car was very clear. As I hopped off to check my tyres for a puncture, the little slice took a brief moment and and surprised Pikachu before the waterwork turned on hard. I just put my board back down 
to her earthquake shaped like a woman came thundering over to check on her spawn. Karen, what the hell did you do to my baby? Me, nothing, although I do recall him throwing a toy at me. I'm sorry to inform you, but the toy didn't make it. You may want to tell the family. Karen, you broke my son's car? You're going to pay for that and for a new one then? Me, yeah, about that. How far can you run? Asking for a friend. Karen, what? And just like that, with a smile and a wave on my remote, my trusty steed leapt back to life and I was gone. Fifty metres down the road before the compensation hit and I was hit with by a ray of sound which grew even fainter as I chuckled my way back to, off to the office. Sorry for the lack of drama, but honestly, don't expect anything more from this. It was a Hot Wheels car and I don't wear a work uniform, so I strongly doubt that they're going to have a follow-up. But hey, twas a fun moment regardless. Entitled aunt thinks her daughter has a right to hit me because she's a girl. Well, it happens to be my first story here, so excuse grammar mistakes and other things, please. Me. This boy who is writing this, ten years old, when these things were happening. EA, entitled aunt. My family and EA's family were living in different cities. We were in their home as guests, and my little body was not that strong, but my cousin was like a bull. We got along pretty good, but one day she started a fight out of nothing. Just hit me because she wanted to. I got bullied by her for three days and I was literally out of patience. My mum knew that she does and told me, if you let her hit you one more time, I'll be the one who beats you. I knew she wouldn't do that, but these words were enough to give me courage. Next day, she tried to hit me again, which I dodged. She got surprised and said something like, oh, you're going to fight back? I didn't even say a word. I grabbed by her hair. After that, I started to drag her across the hallway, making her beg me to stop and promising she will never do that again. I really was having fun from that. This is how saddest spawn. Then EA saw that and told me to stop, which she didn't tell her own daughter, even after seeing me getting bullied by her. I asked her, and she just said, She is a girl and you are a boy. I was still a bit angry, so I continued to drag her. I shouted, I said, Stop, little a-hole. She is a girl. My mum came from the living room, surprised. She asked, what is going on? And your son is bullying my child, EA says. My mum completely relaxed. Well, she was doing the same to him, so it's a revenge. EA just shut her mouth for a moment and looked at her daughter on the ground crying. Can't you see she is crying, EA said to me. Well, she did the same to me, I answered. She got angry and shouted, didn't you hear anything about being nice to girls? I just shrugged, get out of my house right now. Wow, she really is crazy. I got out while EA started to talk with my mum, still angry. I took a step, a deep breath and sighed. Yeah, it was a relief. Thanks for reading, this was my first story, so like I said, sorry if I made some mistakes. is annoyed I got into her uni her daughter didn't even apply for. Personal mobile, sorry for the formatting, 
some backstory. I have this cousin two years older than me. When she competed for HS, her parents sent her to a university where other students of mine were already studying. It's a it's an okay school, but not a great one. Even though she had other options, they were fixated on that particular one, mainly because she wanted her around people they knew. So, anyways, two years later, when it was my turn, I got selected into a top university. Oh man, the rage that ensued was crazy. Relatives on my dad's side were annoyed that I got into the school. No one congratulated me or my parents. Not that it mattered, although it did break my poor mum's heart. Then one one day out of the blue, for the first time ever, I might ask, I got a call from my aunt. This entitled Karen. Hey Aunt Kay, how's it been? Oh, just fine. You know my poor daughter's suffering in her uni and it's so horrible. Look at you, how could you get selected here? She has no facilities and her life is such a struggle. Mind you, she has better facilities than me in every other way. Other than the fact my uni uni is more prominent. I was dumbstruck. I mean, I was expecting some backlash, mainly because they having something against my family, but not to the extent she went to. It was a 15-minute cause, 40 minutes being how I could have ever gotten to a school this great, while her poor daughter is stuck in that backwards, horrible dungeon of a school. I thought maybe she couldn't get in because of the competition. Turns out they had never, ever filed for application for the school because they didn't want to send her daughter to an unknown place. P.S. Her own brother had graduated from the school. I know it isn't as dramatic as some of the other stories, but it's mine. Only my daughter can have a birthday. I work in a busy American restaurant and during the Christmas period, we get very busy. Last year, I was given the duty of organising the whole of the Christmas period with my line manager and so we were in charge of all taking all the bookings. Q.E.M. E.M. Hi, I would like to book a party for 20 people in two days time at 5.30pm. Me. Hi, we're very busy on this date so I can't fit you in, but you can be on split tables as we have parties all evening. E.M. That's no good. Can you not just move them so we can sit? Me. No, you can't. So other bookings booked in advance and so we have to prioritise them. Cue 10 minutes of this woman trying to convince me to move them. Finally, she realised I'm not budging and calms down. E.M. Fine. It'll have to do with my angel's birthday. Will anyone else be celebrating their birthdays at the same time? Me. Probably. We are very popular for birthdays because of the singing and cake we provide. E.M. Hmm. Can you make sure no one else gets the song until our daughter gets hers? Me. Shocked. No, we won't celebrate other people's birthdays just because your daughter wants one. We can get her celebrated at the beginning of your meal, but I can't confirm everything. E.M. That won't do. I need to be in a massive secret for my princess. Me. Well, we won't facilitate that. I have you booked, but won't be able to complete that request. E.M. You should be ashamed of yourself. Hangs up. My mother refused to help me even on the verge of being homeless and very sick. So sadly, this entitled parent in the story is my own mother. Sorry this seems incoherent or disjointed, I'm still fuming and this is a bit too long to explain why I'm upset.
A little backstory. I don't remember how I got to onto the topic, but my mum kicked me off at age 19 for not cleaning their house while I had a boyfriend out at the time. I came upstairs and calmly said that he was over and couldn't clean while he visited and we didn't get to see much of each other at that time. She got angry and her pride was hurt because I said that I'd do it later when he's left and didn't even say no. She then told me to get out and demanded I leave so she, or she would call the cops and make my life miserable. So I mentioned it to him and they let me stay for a few days. My sister and her mum let me stay for a week and then I moved in with my boyfriend then. After that she got really petty because I wanted space and didn't talk to her for a fair while. Then eventually talked to her just because I felt like I should have. I was so stressed that I got really sick with IBD and got extremely sick. I didn't have much money at the time and were on the verge of homelessness and lost so much weight that I looked too skinny. I was too so weak I thought my mum would help me. I asked her for help but she flat out refused even though this was genuinely for medication. I wasn't a junkie or in debt for gambling or anything like that. I just wanted not to end up in the hospital. She told me that she would give me any money if I sold my stuff to her and there was no other way. My mother always felt entitled to my stuff but this made me mad. It was 2015 and we argued about it for a few hours ago and I'm still pissed. She was defending her actions. The only reason I'm not homeless is because my dad actually gave me the money for food and rent and helped me for a few months so I could get proper care from the hospital and for my case to go through to Centrelink. When my dad gave me the money, I cried and called him to say how grateful I was and I genuinely appreciated what he did to me. We both lived in different states but transferred the money to my account. I promised to pay him back once I was back on my feet but he waved it off saying this was for mainly my illness and he knew it was very serious. My mum also still refused to admit she kicked me out with only a set of clothes at the time and that's it. I had to do trips over to grab my essential stuff first then other things. Once I can get back to my own place I'm completely cutting her off. TLDR Mum wouldn't give me money for a serious illness and I had to sell my things to her for money to take medication and I was supposed to be taken every day and was almost homeless. EM tells a volunteer that he is fired. First of all, English isn't my first language, so expect some grammar errors, but feel free to point them out. So two years ago, I was 13. My school asked for all the students if they wanted to do volunteering for food bank, and I said yes. On the day I did volunteering, I was alone with the teachers and the little stand that we had where everyone else was at the entrance of the supermarket giving bags to for people to fill in with food. The idea was giving them to deliver the bags at the stand most people just gave them my friends in the entrance so i had to go there from time to time telling them to take the stand we all had shirts saying we were volunteers but i had a jacket over it because i was cold one of the times i went to the entrance in the shopping cart that i used to transport the bags was totally full and when i was going back the em gets close to me with two full bags of food and the conversation begins em here, take them, giving me the bags. Me, sorry, but my cart is full. EM, I don't care, take them. Me, sorry, but I already told you that my cart is full. Leave the bags with my friend. EM, cuts me off and starts screaming, catching everyone's attention. I know the manager of your company for a long time, so give me, take my bags now or else I'll get you fired. 
My friends, who were close, started laughing at her. Me, after re- reading many r slash entitled parents, I knew that this was where this was going. Okay, then, call him. She makes a fake call and says, EM. He says, You're, you are fired, me. The problem is, I take off my jacket and show her my shirt saying volunteer with big letters on the back, and I will just walk away while everyone around laughs at her. Thank you for reading and have a nice day. Entitled parents think I need to give up everything so their daughter doesn't feel bad. Hey, so I have tons of story from this family and still live in the neighbourhood and honestly try to avoid her every second I can. I'm 21 now, female, and her daughters are 23 and 21, five months younger than myself, respectively. We will call entitled mother Karen, daughter 23, and Taylor, and 21, Caitlin. Change names. So they moved in the neighbourhood when I was three, Taylor four or five, Caitlin three. And first, I saw I was friends with entitled daughters. They irritated me, though, but you you know that's how life goes. Whether there's kids to play with around your age in the neighbourhood, you take it. Fast forwards when we're all in elementary school and have the same bus stop. There are about eight, five kids, eight to ten kids in the stop, and there's always a race to be first in line. Now, entitled family is always kind of a mess, and a daughter would always be sprinting up to the street while the rest of us try to get the bus driver to wait for them. Late, as always, didn't bother me though. So one day, entitled parent family gets to the bus a few minutes before the bus, and the rest of us are getting ready there in line i happened to be there at first that day and talking to another one of my friends at the stop who was second caitlin walks up to us and say hey can i cut you i want to be first today no i'm first today maybe get here tomorrow first and you may be first tomorrow i told her caitlin starts crying and runs to her mother i continue my conversation because this girl always cries and i just couldn't be bothered to care then karen walks up excuse me but Caitlin already deserves to be first today. Let her go in front of you. No, I am first. Well, Caitlin deserves it. She never gets to be first, and so you should let her. It's only fair. No, she needs to get here first to be first. I told her maybe tomorrow she can be. Karen walks away to Caitlin and can hear her telling her some Bible verse about the last shall be first and how I'm going to, for, to hell for not sharing. That's just one incident. Here's another, this one featuring entitled Dad, who we will call Dan. I'm playing with the same neighbourhood friend from the line. Let's call her Sam. I'm seven and she's nine here. Sam and I was playing a game in the driveway when Taylor comes down the street and to see what we're doing. We tell her, I remember we made uh, some play area where we were wizards or something. Not too sure. Anyway, she told us that's dumb and she doesn't want to play. So we said, okay, then just don't play with us and we continue playing. She goes home. Five minutes later, Dan comes down the streets and walks Sam's driveway. He calls us over and, and being kids responding to adults, we head over to see what's up. I hear you're excluding my daughter, ladies. You know that is unacceptable. Actually, we told her that she could play, but she said she didn't want to play a game. Sam tries to explain. Well, change your game so she can play. He yells at us. I will not have selfish kids making my daughter cry. And I will tell your mother that you are including her if we don't play something Taylor wants. Long story short, because we were terrified of the ex-army monstrosity of her dad, we changed our game reluctantly. Things like this happen so often, it's too hard to count. He terrified us. I guess I'll do one more. Although I have dozens in my mind. This time when I'm 13, I always had a good student and made straight A's. I also suffer from extreme anxiety during this time. 
I was super skinny because physically I couldn't give my, get myself to eat due to this anxiety. Taylor and Caitlin always have been bigger girls. No big deal. They were also C and B students. Again, who cares? Well, entitled parents did. I was over to their house just one day after watching a movie and then they invited me to eat dinner with them. We all sat down at the table and began to eat. Entitled parents Karen and Dan looked at each other. Dan asked me, how are your grades doing? You're doing well in math, I hear. Not wanting to be rude, I tell him, yes, I'm doing well, but say no more. Then he asks, what are your grades? I tell him, all A's, and he looks at Karen. I think you should get our girls to have some homework or do their homework for them. After all, you are supposed to be in Caitlin's grade, so you should probably do her work. I skipped a grade, so I was in a level directly between the two daughters. Entitled parents continued to pester me about cheating where their girls have better grades, and I told them I don't feel comfortable with that. Entitled parents' kids started saying that I had to help them because they, we were neighbours and I owed them. This whole family sees that we're, where you live dictates where you help. I don't agree with that. Either way, I refused to help, and they finally let it go. I then reached for another taco, and they were good, and I was hungry. Karen looks at me and says, How do you stay so skinny and eat like that? I immediately drew my hand back in shame. She continued, My daughters deserve to look like you. I make them eat less, and they are still fat. You are making them feel uncomfortable by eating so much. I didn't eat again for the rest of the night. I went home and told my mum what happened. When she wanted to talk to her entitled mother about it the next day, she told her that I was lying. She knew that they were lying as the whole family was full of bad stuff. But then they decided to avoid the drama and just walked away. In short, the family decided that because I was their neighbour and objectively better than their daughters, I had to do everything I could to make them be like me. Taylor ended up in later years going psycho and bullying me to the point I have PTSD. And Caitlin is a pathological liar. Turned out to be real peaches. Entitled parent calls me a junkie and tries to steal my life-saving medication. Hey guys, long time lurker, first time poster. Just for reference, this happened yesterday. I was on the bus heading home from the drugstore after re-upping my prescription. A little bit of backstory. I'm unfortunate enough to have this HIV positive and because of this, I need to take antiviral drugs every day. Otherwise, the virus will damage my immune system further. Because of what's happening on recently in this country, I've mainly been working from home. As a result, I have fallen off when it comes to my appearance. On this particular day, I had on some really baggy sweatpants and a junky hoodie, so I guess I could see how Pudden's perspective I could look a little homeless. After a couple of minutes on the bus, I noticed this little kid staring at me, and I guess my appearance might have been threatening to him. But as a person of colour, I'm used to getting a couple of odd glances, so I went back just to minding my own business. At this point, I started to take my medication while on the bus, mainly because I didn't want to forget later. While this was happening, I got a sharp reminder that people were watching. Cue entitled parent of scared kids screaming at me. How dare you? Do you people have no shame? I was shocked that all I could say was, What? Entitled parent continued by yelling, "What, What do you mean? What? Who do you are? Stop popping pills in front of my kid in a public place, you filthy junkie. 
At this point, I started getting mad. I held up the body and tried to explain this wasn't what she thought it was, but before I could finish explaining, she tried to snatch the bottle while shrieking about how I'm a leech to society and how I was raised right and by real parents. I wouldn't be a disgusting addict. The last one made me pretty mad because both my parents worked really hard and are both wonderful people, so I kind of lost it. What would you know about parenting? The day your kid moves out, he'll be the happiest day of his life. By now, she's completely forgotten about those drugs and straight up launched herself at me on some Superman stuff and started clawing at my face. So, boom. At this point, the hydro parent and I had the attention of pretty much the entire bus, including the bus driver. Luckily, we soon came to a stop and the bus driver helped remove her and her kid from the bus, but not before some young yelling some questionable stuff on her way out. My cousin mother sits in the smoking area and gets offended that people are smoking. I have a pleasure of having a Karen as a mother. I'm older now and I have no longer contact with her. This happened when I was a teenager, about 15 years old. We went to lunch at a cafe we went to all the time. We ordered our drink and food and went outside to wait. At this cafe, there was two outside drinking areas. A smoking area and a non-smoking area. Karen decided to sit in the smoking area. She's very against smoking and I warned her that this is the smoking bit, but she had none of it. A few minutes later, a small group came into the area and began smoking. Of course, Karen had a problem with that. Karen, talking loudly to the to me so the group would hear her oh my gosh what's with the smoking this is a family establishment i can't believe these people me let go of the non let's go to the non-smoking area then karen no i am not moving it i was here first they should move the group i did not hear her was ignoring her because they gave no reaction karen directed at the group um excuse me would you mind not puffing your smoke directly at me this was very disrespectful she was acting like they were facing her and purposely blowing smoke in her face they weren't group member mom this is the smoking area we're allowed to smoke here karen no you are not i'll get you thrown out of here for disrespecting me she got up and went inside i apologized to the group while she was gone a few minutes later she came back with the manager in tow Karen, these inconsiderate people have been blowing smoke in my face and swearing at me. I want them removed right now. Manager, mom, this is a smoking area. They're allowed to smoke here. As for the offensive language, me, I cut in. They weren't swearing or doing anything wrong. Mom, stop it. Manager, if that's the case, mom, I can seat you somewhere else. Karen, no, we are not moving. Make them move. I had enough of this, so I went inside to get away with this. this. My mom did this all the time, and I was sick with it. Mom stood inside a few minutes later saying, OP, we're leaving. This is disgusting customer service and we are never coming back. These threats were common from my mum and she never stuck through the threat at the misfortune of the staff at these places. We lived in a small town with two cafes, the other one being way too expensive for my tuning beggar mother to even go. I'm no longer in contact with my mum. She lived in another country and doesn't know my address. I'm just grateful that I no longer have to put up with her entitlement. Thanks for reading. Wearing a mask equals your employee. It used to 
used to be fairly rare for me to get asked if I was an employee or of a business I was in. I'm pretty sure I can count on one hand the number of times it happened before the pandemic hit. But now, I've been mistaken as an employee three times in the last week, and I'm reasonably sure it's because I'm wearing a mask. Around here, most, if not all, of the employees are man- mandating we- everyone wearing masks. The public, well, not so much. Just yesterday, I had to go to the gym straight from the grocery store, so I'm in my gym clothes and mask, trying to dodge around the folks who aren't paying attention to their surroundings, when a guy yells at me, Hey, where can I find X? I looked at him, confused why he'd be asking me, but I'm because I'm clearly in gym clothes with a purse and everything. The one good thing about the encounter is Buddy recognised his mistake and almost immediately apologised. At least the encounter ended positively, positively. I'm worried that it's not going to always be the case. The lady found my phone number in a leaflet. This happened about a week ago, and I'm still royally miffed about it. I hope even though it happened over the phone, it will still fit into this sub. So I was sitting and watching the telly when, when my home phone rings, and expecting other calls that day, I answer it. It is a woman with a very heavy foreign accent. I couldn't want to guess where from, but it made me very difficult to understand. I shall be me, and she shall be RL for rude lady. Me, hello? RL. Yes, hello. I was calling about unintelligible that you were offering at the time. Me, pardon? I can't quite hear you. I'll. I said very clearly that I was just calling about the offer to see you were advertising about the installation of insulations. She was very drawn out and slow. Me, I'm sorry. The what? I'll. I said. I said that. Stupid. The offer that you are advertising on. Insolations. That's what you're doing. Me. I'm really sorry, but I think you must have the wrong number. You've called my house phone. RL. No, person. I have called correctly from your advertisement on a leaflet. Me. Look, don't you dare call me stupid when you have clearly misdialed the number. I'm telling you, woman. You have called my home. My personal house phone. I am not a business, RL. I will call you stupid, as you are clearly a stupid, unintelligible, who has no clue how to run a business. I am telling you, idiot, that I've called the right number. Now, do you want to help me with this, or shall I get you fired for being too silly? Me. Right, I will ask you one more time before I hang up. Read out the number on the leaflet. Go on, tell me the number, and it will prove that you have misdialed. RL. Fine, listen closely. It is... Give me my home number. Do you see? Let me read it again. Reads it slowly and clearly. And again, this is my home number. Now, do you see? You see that I'm right? Me. Look, I don't know what to say here. That is the number for my personal house phone. I don't know where you got it. Where you got the leaflet. But it must have the wrong number on it. I can't help you. I'm going to hang up now. I hung up. Really really angry at how rude she was and hoping that she had gotten the hint. I was wrong. The phone rings again and I answer, immediately recognising her voice. Me. Hello? RL. Hello. Yes, I'm calling about the offer. You are me. Look, lady, you have called my personal number again. I don't know why my phone number is in a leaflet, but I'm not the person you need to call. This is a her. 
RL. I've just had it with you. I called correctly to the right number on your leaflet, and I'm sick of talking to your unintelligible. So uh, stupid, and I want to speak to your supervisor right now, and I shall get you fired for being a stupid little slur. Do you understand? Me. That is it. I had enough. If you're too sick to get that business, I'm going to keep you hanging up on you. Now get the hint. Now shoo, you nasty. I hung up before she could get another word in, but the phone rings again immediately. I'm shaking in anger at this point. Me. Hello? I'll, this is it. You give me the number of your supervisor right now. I will not be spoken to this way. Me. Don't you dare call me another word. Not another word. I'm sorry, but you don't have the right number. Read it out again. She tries to rant me, but I tell her to shush and read the number. I'll give the number, but this time one number is different. Me. Wait, hold on. That number is different now. Read it again. Seen before. One number different to mine. I don't believe it. You did call the wrong number. That one you read out is one number different to my house phone. You have misdialed. RL. I have called correctly. I have the number on telephone right now, you stupid person. I can see that it's my number on a leaflet as the correct number. So, oh, wait. Oh, me. Did you realize you made a mistake? RL. Goodbye. She hung up, hopefully feeling embarrassed and stupid. Okay, first story from the Milky Nebula. Have you ever had elements from a previous dream appear in a recent dream as if timelines coincided? And if, how? How does it happen to you? There's an answer from that guy incognito. Not recent, but one of my most intently felt dreams was one which I was in love with a beautiful young blonde woman. We were below decks on an old sailing ship. She was about to be transported to as punishment to Australia. We were heartbroken. It was anguish. In the end, she moved backwards in a series of shots. The whole part of the room she was in moved further and further back, growing smaller and smaller. Then she was gone. I was the product of a dream. Not any more I ever met. Many years later, she returned for one dream. She had aged, and as so have I. We both remembered our passion and how much being torn from each other and devastated us. But she got back to te- let me know it was okay. She had gotten on with her life. She would always miss me, but she was content and had lived a good life. Here's a question from you slash link 229. What's the scariest thing that's ever woken you up during the middle of the night? There's an answer from N-A-X-X-U-L. My boyfriend screaming at me to wake up. There was a car on fire pretty much right outside the bedroom window. How I managed to sleep through the exploding tire sounds is beyond me. That was loud. And here's another one from Ria427. I am a sleepwalker to this day, but when I'm 17, I sleepwalked down two floors of my house into our concrete basement. It was all wet because I had recently flooded and we had rolled uh, all the carpet up onto the side of the room. I tripped over the carpet while, ma- while walking around down there and I woke up alone in the dark, suddenly falling down onto the wet floor, not sure where I was. I was terrified because I had been in bed what felt like minutes before. I did I did it to myself, but it was the scariest way I've ever woken up. Here's one from Mother Criticism. Woke up groggy, out of sleep, 
Parenthesis. Once you push off the bed and realise my left arm is gone, there's no way right. Maybe my arm had just fallen asleep. Reach over with my right arm to feel for my left arm and freak out because all I feel is my torso. Genuinely freak out for a minute, checking and rechecking. My arm is literally gone, and then I felt human skin above my head. My arm had fallen asleep over my head and behind the pillow. Apparently, my armpit had played a little joke on my brain and reported back of on being a shoulder stump. And here's one from the prize. I was 11, woke up to the sound of screaming and shouting. My cousin, who was living with us, was about 17, and in my room, holding the door from being opened. On the other side of the door was my mother screaming to be let in. My sister, who was in a bunk under mine, and she was crying. Suddenly my cousin comes in to open the door. My mum rushes in and asks my cousin and us if we were okay. There was commotion in the hallway and living room, but I couldn't tell what it was. When I peeked out of the door, where I saw my stepfather holding a small twenty-two caliber rifle, looking out of the windows frantically, suddenly cops show up and started arresting my stepdad. My mum is yelling at the police, and I'm sitting there with my cousin and sister like WTF. We all noticed the broken sliding glass door and suddenly realised that there are large bullet holes all over our house. Though the entertainment centre and above the couch where my cousin was sleeping just minutes before, I guess what happened is someone was shooting at some people walking by our apartment and a stray bullets all hit our place. My cousin woke up and immediately saw people were shooting inside were shooting us, so he ran to the kids' room and kept everyone from coming in. My mum woke up and immediately sought to check on us but couldn't get into the room because of my cousin. My stepdad grabbed the gun out of his instinct. The cops showed up and assumed my dad stepdad was the shooter and arrested him. All in a pretty fun night. Wow, your cousin is really brave. Entitled EM and her little child wants my mask my grandma made me. This is getting ridiculous with EM and masks. So my grandma sued for a small hobby and she made me, my sister and my mother homemade mask with some sort of fabric she saved up for through the years. They were pretty cool. And apparently so cool that they became the entitled parents' magnets. So the cast. Cookie, I wonder who. Mum, my mother. EM, guess. EK, this, the most spoiled little boy on this planet. Story. So now that I'm 18, I'm applying for a che- checking and savings account, which means I get a card. That plastic card and acts like cash. Not accurate. If you know what it is, if you don't know what it is, look it up. Or ask someone who does have one. So I was wearing the mask that my grandma gave me. It had a Pac-Man on it, which is cool. My mother was wearing her mask, which had a solid blue light colour seam. So we went to the credit union, and we hear some little boys screaming, and a mother screaming too. It was like this. EM. What do you mean my baby can't get a checking account? He has enough money, and he wants an honour roll student for three years running. EK. I want a credit card right now. I get one because I'm perfect. Both were screaming at the same time. The poor employee was just a wreck. She couldn't get a word in, and that brat saw my Pac-Man. Hit the fan again. EK. I want that mask that he has. EM. Fine, then go get it. Why report this employee? The lady told her little boy to come over and take off the mask off my face. 
She tried, but it didn't happen. I was too tall for it to for him to grab the mask. By the way, now it will be a good time to mention that the kid was about five, maybe six. So my question is, WTF is a five or six year old gonna do as a checkings card? Then he tried to get my mask by jumping on me like I'm a freaking jumble, jungle gym. But he failed, and the EM turned her attention to me. Great, EM. You give me my son that mask right now. He deserves it more. He had honor roll for three years. Then my mum cuts her off. I told her that people like this existed, and there was a subreddit for such cases, but she didn't listen. Now she does, mum. Listen here. My mum had taught kids in high school for almost 10 years now. She has put up with some of the stupidest kids from our schools, and she doesn't even put up with a lot of the BS. Mum, my mother made me these masks for us to keep us safe, and you, and you, and your little, your little kid are going to leave us alone, or we will call the police. Yeah, but, mum, I don't give anything about your kid getting the honor roll. If he does, then you reward him. Don't spend it on others. It's your job to do that, not others. If you want to reward him, well, get your lazy butt up. Get some money, get him something, EM, dot, dot, dot. She left and a little boy too. My mum was steaming after that, but she calmed down, and I went to get my card and accounts. Now I have a checking and saving account with a nice card to boot too. My mum is now looking through this subreddit to see how there's any truth of what we've experienced. She believes now, which is horrible. Stay safe, everyone, and have a good one. EM tries to make fun of my height to try and win an argument, so I return the favour with all her flaws. I'm turning 27 in a few weeks, and stand at a meagre 5 foot 2. Because of my height, people have never taken me seriously, and it will be probably a long time before anyone does. Most of the time, I try to keep myself busy and not think about it, but in my private moments, I find myself hating this accursed height, or when I'm feeling moody. Please don't leave me any comforting comments, they'll only make me more miserable. Cast. Me, insert snarky name, title here. EM, entitled Medusa. TD, entitled pair, I mean, entitled Medusa, um, teenage daughter. Story. So I was standing up in a front shelf, self-checkout after picking up groceries. And it was one of those days when I was feeling broody and was wallowing in self-pity. Suddenly a Karen appears and cuts in line. She didn't even stand for, in a correct spot for the social distancing. She just waltzed up to me. She was with her teenage daughter, and the daughter already looked like she wanted to bury her head in the sand. Not wanting to deal with this, I decided to call her out. Me. Excuse me, but you just cut me in front of the line. EM. No, I didn't. You are just slow. Me. Please, get behind the line. I've been waiting. TD. Mum, he's right. You aren't even... EM, no, I got this, turns back to me. I'm not listening to anyone so short. She was about five foot seven. Me, and what what does that have to do with you cutting me in line? EM, you just don't understand how society works. No one's going to listen to your hobbit. People behind me went, oof, and the daughter buries her face in her hands. Me with a nonchalant look. You don't understand how society works either. No one's going to listen to your logicless. Isa. She was left stunned. People snickered, and even TD was trying not to laugh. One of the checkouts became available, so I went around her to purchase my food. I thought this was the end, but no. EM wanted to win this bitter battle.
She came up to me, used her arms to swipe everything off the counter. E.M. You will apologise and buy my groceries. Me. No, I will not apologise for something I'm right about. Let let alone a reward your childlike behaviour. E.M. I'm older and wiser than you. You will listen to me. Me. I'm a senior at State University, averaging about 3.8 GPA. What's your education? T.D. chiming in, giggling. G.E.D. E.M. Her face goes red. I'm not sorry to ruin you. My husband is me. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Tell me, have you done anything else sort of work aside from getting money from him? E.M. What does that have to do with... Dot, dot, dot. Me. Have you ever endured any form of hardships, struggles or problems to get to where you are? E.M. Finally shushes. Me. You see, that's the difference between you and me. Regular folks like me have to work because they have to. They want to achieve what they want. Unlike you, who have everything handed down to you because you open your legs to some rich and powerful dude. E.M. was about to say more, but that then the manager and the security dude arrived. Didn't even need to take statements. Apparently she was banned from the store. Didn't figure out why before. She was quickly escorted out with TD trading behind. People who were watching the whole thing offered to buy my stuff, but knew I wasn't that desperate. I simply went back to grab the items again and paid for it despite the manager insisting it would be on the house. As I exited, TD was waiting for me and apologised for her mum's behaviour. I apologised for that... Her remark sounded like it was directed at her. She didn't find it offensive, but she found it hilarious. Entitled Dad Pushes Son Too Far For context, I'm a high school wrestler who did club before school and some clubs let high school practice join them and had a high school practice and club in the same day. To keep this kind of short, I know a kid whose dad runs the wrestling club and pushes the kid way too hard. It was obviously when I was a part of the club, but when we joined the high school team and JV members, the kid lost every sing match he had, and man, you could see it wear him down. The second the kid lost the upper hand of the match, he completely gave up and his dad would yell at him and yell for him to move up or get down or shoot on him. And halfway through the high school season, in the middle of the winter, after he lost the match, his dad had gone yelling at him. And the singlet walked out of the building and started off towards his house. It was a home meet, but you could see how extremely dangerous as a sweaty kid in a singlet in 25 to degree weather is not a good deal. The kid turned out fine, but a high school coach caused cops and now the kid lives with his grandparents and the parents are supposedly trying to get a divorce mother of ten her 10 year old daughter cut her hair and threw a tantrum when it was not good enough i have the pleasure of having a karen as a mother and you guys seem to like those stories so here's another one a little backstory before I begin. My mum hated me my whole entire life favoring my little sister over me and mentally and ignoring abusing most of my life, until I left to live with my dad. I spent a lot, lot of my young age trying to win her affection by doing the same things my sister did, like going to pony club when I really didn't want to, until I eventually gave up and didn't care about what she saw anymore. My mum is five foot two, eight, broad-shouldered and a bit overweight, but strong from 
doing farm work most of her life. Needless to say, I was scared of her back then. This happened when I was 10 years old, in 2000. My mum is a huge choosing beggar and hates spending money when she didn't have to, this including getting to a hairdresser. My sister was seven at the time, so I was her next option for this mistake that she only had made once. She came into the room and asked if I would cut her hair for her. I really didn't want to practically beg her to not make me, but I still was in that stage of waiting for her approval, so I reluctantly said yes, big mistake. So not knowing what I was doing, I cut her hair, and big surprise, I did a horrible job. It was salvageable if she went to the hairdresser to fix it, but she was too cheap and stubborn to do that. I was grounded for the rest of the week except for going to school and was made to do all my sister's chores with a bit extra, such as shoveling the horse poo in the paddocks into a, bu- into a bucket and carting them out into the bin. Anyone who's ever smelt fresh horse poo will understand why this task was exceptionally bad and any other intensive chore she could come up with. For the rest of the week, she stomped around the house saying snarky comments like, Why can't you be like her sister? Or, at least, she could have done better job than OP. I can't do th- go out looking like this. If we starve, I know whose fault it is. Bloody useless kids around here. Why don't we have enough money? Oh, I know why. Meaning it was my fault that she didn't have a job and relied on my dad's child support payments for income. It wasn't until I was 15 that I finally stood up to her and her BS, which was involved in a glass jar to her head. She didn't touch me again after that, and I moved in with my dad not long after that. My life is much better now, and I'm not in contact with her. I'm mentally stable with no long-lasting issues from her abuse. I'm more stable than my mother, and I refuse to let her break me. My sister and I are good friends now, and she hates our poor excuse for a mother just as I do. Keep an eye out for more stories. about my entitled mother, as there are many. Thanks for reading. EM tries making me give up my spot for her daughter. So this happened last year, but I didn't have enough comment karma, so here we go. EGU is me, EM is Karen, EK is the kid, EGUD is my dad. I had just graduated from high school, and I was waiting for the responses from the colleges I applied for. Well, the day came, and I got my acceptance letter to a good college in my state. Well, my neighbours had a child who graduated with me and applied to that same college. The only difference is that she didn't get accepted, so she jumped over our fence. It isn't high enough since it was for the dog and knocked out on the door. So I opened it. The conversation goes as follows. EK. Hey, did you get into college? EGU. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Did you? EK. No, because you took my spot. EGU. Well, if you actually had tried in high school, instead of slacking and turning to drugs, maybe you would have gotten in. EK. I got all A's in middle school and high school, thank you. And vaping isn't a drug. Now, the funniest part is that in middle school, she had advocated against vaping and ended up doing it for a year later. As for the grades part, she starts slipping in high school, resulting in her dropping all her advanced classes. So I shook my head and watched her leave. I wasn't affected. She ruined my life on on her own. Her mum and her came back over and her mum was pissed. After a raft of fury, she knocked on my door. I opened it. Having been woken up by the knocking, 
and was pushed down to the ground. Yeah. If you know what's good for you, you'd given up your spot. EU. My spot for the college I have wor- worked towards since I was young. No way. Get out of here, Karen. My name is not Karen, and I demand to get, um, give your spot to EK. EGU. Listen, EM. It's your daughter's fault for slacking. I'm not giving my spot to her. My dad heard screaming, and after a sud, he came up to see what's going on. He saw EM screaming at me. EGUD. What's going on, EM? EM. EGU stole EK's spot in college. EGUD. Oh, you got in? Well, I didn't know what to tell you. She got in fair and square. EM. No, she did not. She took my baby's spot. EGUD. Listen, if you don't leave right now, I'm going to call the police. EM and EK did leave, but not without threatening us first. As far as I know, the kid still lives there without a job and is not in college. As for her mum, she got the cops called on her for trying to harass my sister. I, however, am enjoying quarantine with my roommate, who is actually the other person from my grade, to make it into the college. As for my family, they're doing better now, but my mum is still a worker. However, it's taking a toll on her still. But other than that, we are all good. Entitled parent, my mum's, gets mad at me for buying somebody's food. Hey y'all, this honestly feels like an episode of What Would You Do? But I thought I had to share this. I was out shopping yesterday for my groceries, and while I was at the line, the lady ahead of me's card declined. She had two kids with her, maybe four and six or so, and was buying food. The cashier ran it again, and it declined again. Her total was only £50, so I obviously told her that I would pay for it. 
I'm fortunate enough to be in a situation where I have a good job and I and I have money saved up. She refused at first, but I insisted because I didn't want them to go hungry or anything. I told my mum what had happened, and when I got home, she told me that I was stupid and naive because the lady was probably scamming me. I told her if she was scamming me, then I just want wasted 50 bucks. But she actually was struggling, then I would have helped them out. Doesn't matter to me either way. I'm only surprised my mum acted like that. I was spending my own money. Makes no sense. Just trying to help someone who's in need. Oh, you got B.A. Do my son's homework. My mother has always been irritating, but when it comes to my little brother, she goes completely berserk. She spoils him with rotten stuff, and nothing's ever his fault or responsibility. Recently, he bragged about how he got paid a classmate to do his homework, and my mother called him smart for it. My partner has recently gotten his Bachelor of Arts in graphic design, and my mum knows how good he is at art. He has nothing to do with my brother, since I don't live at home anymore. My brother had this art assignment that he had several weeks to finish at home during quarantine. Well, he didn't do it. He didn't even start. Two days before the date, I got a text from my mum, the first one since my grandpa died a few months ago, that read something like, Oh, hi, my little darling baby. Your brother has some homework he needs a bit help with and sends me the PDF with the teacher's very clear and simple instructions. I really think it's a bit weird since she hasn't marked any parts of the instructions. I asked her what part she needs help with. She says, oh, you know, I thought you and partner could do it really quick and then your brother and I could finish it up. I told her that, no, neither I nor my partner would do my brother's homework for him. She was like, so you're just going to maybe just going to finish it all by myself? And I told her that maybe she should consider letting my brother do his own homework. She got very upset and started giving me the silent treatment for a week. Honestly, that woman would be the end of me. Entitled mother tries to bar my dog. When I refuse, she says he attacked my her son. I'll try to keep the story as short as possible. Here it is. The conversation didn't happen in English, so it might seem strange if it's just bad translation. This happened to me earlier today. I was walking my dog at the park near my house when a woman, entitled mother, and her son, who was probably around 10 years old, came up to me. As soon as they approached me, the kids started running towards my dog and started petting him very aggressively. And the mum didn't say a word. I don't typically mind when people try and pet my dog. He's a beautiful English bulldog, so he gets a fair share of attention, especially from kids. But this kid came rushing at my dog without my permission and started almost squeezing him. Because of that, combined with the fact he, because of COVID-19, I didn't feel comfortable letting a stranger's hands touch my dog. I said, sorry, he doesn't like to be pet, pet and we stepped back. Then the mum started asking me the typical, how old is he, or what's his name, kind of questions, and it actually seemed nice until she said, how much for it? I awkwardly laughed and said, sorry, he's not for sale, but she insisted and offered 100 euros to for the dog. My family and I got, got them from a breeder, and so he cost way more than that in the first place, but either way, I obviously refused. However, she continues to insist and says something along the lines of, please... My mum has been very, I mean, my son has been very sad at home 
doing nothing all day, and our dog would really cheer him up. I refuse again, as you continue, saying, look how much he likes us. He looks like he likes you, us more than he likes you. He gets very excited around strangers, so he obviously was paying them more attention than he was doing to me. And I continued to say no. At this point, I was I could tell that the mum was getting really upset, so I said bye and tried to walk away. But I was walking past then. My dog tried to jump towards a kid who got scared and screamed. My dog loves kids. I was obviously just trying to play with them, but either way, I pulled them back so they didn't come close to him. But the mum pulled her son away and started screaming, Help! This dog attacked my son! This attraction of the dog got the attention of a lot of people around, including the security dog of the office building right next to us. The security guard came over and asked what was going on, and the mum said that my dangerous dog hurt her son, and she demanded that he got taken away. She then started asking more things, like the fact I was not supposed to be wearing a mask, and that's a crime. This is supposed to be a five-minute walk, and I've never had any social interactions on the way, so I never bring a mask. And also said I coughed on her son. Then I told the security guard my side of the story, and he let us go us go home. The nervous and people. Entitled parent makes very sick child do meaningless chores. Hey Reddit, this is my first post in here, so go easy on me. I have read countless of these stories and watched way too many hours of people reading the stories, and I figured that I might have a story or two to share. Sadly, I won't have the best memory of them, like an insanely long dialogue, as one, I wasn't even there, and two, I didn't have a good memory for exact detail. So for some context, my parents have split up, and my brother and I live with my mum who, bless her heart, despite all her flaws, is a good mother. I refuse to go and visit my dad because of the fact I cannot stand the woman he is with. For more reasons than one, but we aren't here for that. My brother is the one, on the other hand, goes over every other weekend to spend time with them. And this happened to him on the weekends. Keep in mind, my brother is 11 and has autism. So we aren't exactly sure what happened to make him sick, but my brother ended up very sick while over at my dad's, and rather than call us to let us know, we didn't find out till my brother came home. We had a fever of over 110 and my and was throwing up. During the time he was at my dad's, my dad made my brother do meaningless chores all, all around because my dad was too lazy to do anything. He had my brother to prefer prepare my father for a bath, get him drinks, and make him food while my brother was extremely sick, and the woman he is with did nothing. When my brother finally got home that Sunday, he told us what happened, and my mum was annoyed. She texted my dad, she refused to actually speak with him, and didn't even bother to deny it. He thought what he did was perfectly acceptable. Obviously, my mum was outraged, there was nothing we could do. Thankfully, my brother is okay. This happened like back in October, where we never figured out what happened to him, but we think it was the flu. Anyway, thanks for reading my horribly written post, and if you are interested in hearing any other stories about my father, who is the most entitled person I know, let me know, and I I might post them here, hopefully better written. EM tells kid to climb tree, kid was expressly forbidden to climb. M then karma hits. Not nearly as bad as some of the favourites I've read here. 
So this experience from yesterday features one of the most entitled parents I've ever encountered in the wild. In the city where I live, there's a botanical garden. It's the private property, but most of it's, ex- of it's accessible to the public for free. In the middle of the garden, there's a small cafe. And yesterday, my girlfriend, our daughter, and I met up for coffee there with another couple and their daughter. Right next to our table, outdoors, there was a small tree and a bunch of children, approximately 48 years old, were climbing in. We'd been there for about half an hour when a gardener or something... It was evident from his clothes that he worked in the garden, not really sure in what respect, though, came by and told the kids, politely but firmly, that they were not allowed to climb in the trees in the garden. The trees are from all over the world, and most of them don't grow here naturally, so I imagine it's quite expensive to replace one should it get damaged. The kids didn't seem too upset about it and ran back to their respective parents. They did not all belong to the same family part of the party of visitors. Two girls aged around four ran back to their mum sitting about eight, 60 feet away zipping wine and the gardener went about his business. About 10 minutes later one of the mothers approached our table with a sour look on her face and the girl in tow and the following dialogue ensues. Yeah, are you the ones who told my daughter she can't climb this tree? me no it was some guy that works here yeah i turned a bit softer now that she realized none of us had told off her daughter oh i see well did you see where he went me no i'm afraid not Ian turned to the two girls if you want to climb that that's fine if they just don't want children climbing their trees they should have a playground she then returned to her wine me and my company were in a bit baffled but didn't intervene as frankly none of us were in the mood to come between a Karen and whether her previous kid deserved. But after five minutes later, one of the girls fell out of the tree and hit the ground face first with a good sud. We asked her if she was all right, but before we'd finished the question, she started wailing out as if her head had split open. Luckily, she didn't fall from a height up and was probably more startled than hurt. But even so, there's some karma if I ever saw any. You don't know my password? You're really silly. My parents own a small business. We are a pack and ship store that also sells stuff for some local artists. We also do some other services such as faxing, fingerprinting, printing slash copying, shredding and mysteries. My siblings, some friends and I work at the store. I was at work about two weeks ago and we were very busy during lunchtime which is pretty normal for us. My brother, mum and I were all there and both my brother and I and my mum were handling their own things, and I was disinfecting the counter. The plump, piggish lady with the classical Karen haircuts walks in. She looks like Dolores Umbridge, if Dolores Umbridge had a Karen haircut. I finished disinfecting, put the rag back on the bucket of disinfectant, and I wanted to register to help her. She was pleasant at first. She told me that she needed to print and sign two large documents and scan them in an email to the company that they were for normal stuff for our business. So she emailed the documents to us. Sometimes Verizon phones struggle to connect to data within our store and our network is secure because of the safety and privacy for our customers. She had a Verizon phone and was instantly frustrated of how long it took to send. Around this time her daughter came in, apparently in a rush. Her daughter barely spoke while she was there. 
but Karen had mentioned something along the lines of needing to go to work soon. I call her CS college student. She seemed much nicer than her mother. So I finally got the email documents. They were PDF files that required a password. So I disinfected the keyboard and gave it to Karen to log in with the PDFs so we could print them. She typed a password in and hit enter. Wrong password. So she typed it again. Wrong password. I lost count of how many times she tried to type the same damn password and kept getting the wrong password. By now, all the other customers in the store had come and gone. Another batch had come and gone. Finally, I sheepishly asked if there was a different one that she could have used. That's when she started to get nasty. I know my password. It's the name of my daughter. I exchanged a look with my brother and then quietly said, Okay, mom, try different combinations then. He tried the password a few more times while I just waited awkwardly. CS was wandering around the store looking at the things we had for sale. I was watching her as I waited. Then Kara cleared her throat, so I looked at her. Why are you just standing there like a like silly person? CS stared at her from across the store. I was a bit dumbfounded and frankly exhausted, so it took me a moment to actually register what she had said. I just quietly apologised and stared at the counter. She kept grumbling about how I was so unhelpful and I should be helping her more. Finally, after what felt like an eternity, I suggested again to try different combinations. She did that gnarly sigh thing that grouchy teenagers such as myself do. She typed in something else and suddenly we had access to the documents. She grumbled something against the lines with finally, then called her daughter over. I tried to print it and come up with an error code, so I called my mum over and she helped me riddle out of it. But then it printed absolutely tiny, so my mum and I spent a few minutes fangling with the settings. That's when I noticed it will set the receipt sent printer size, so I let it to letter size and printed it again. Perfection. Karen's face lit up and said, You're so smart, thank you. Oh, the irony. The rest of the job was pretty routine. I told my brother what had happened afterwards and he gave me a hug. Three minutes later, I hear my voice race. She said, what? But that was the last time we were expecting to hear from that lady since there wasn't anything we could do. Work went back to normal, but wait, there's more. We got a call 40 minutes after CS and Karen left. My mum picked it up because my brother and I were handling customers. It was Karen's husband. They said they had never got an email and that Karen wanted to send it to his email as well now. So he got the documents to them and then all was fine. Then the husband stopped before he hung up and asked, Did my wife cause any trouble when she was there? She kept saying the customer service there was awful and I don't believe her. Not his exact words but roughly what he said according to my mum. My mum told him what happened. He thanked her and hung up. I would like to believe that Karen got chewed out, but who knows? Of child-free weddings and entitled parents losing their minds. I have posted this earlier on child-free and just no family. My fiancé and I are going to get married in a few months, and we decided that we don't want kids at the wedding. Kids are loud, they run around, they break things, and we don't want to deal with them with the day that we're supposed to celebrate our relationship. We've assigned the roles that are usually performed to children to our beloved pets. My dogs will be the flower girl, my fiancé's dog will be the ring bearer, and the two cats are co-maids of honour. Our friends, boyfriend, sister, and my brother and their partners think this is adorable. Alas, our older relatives do not share this enthusiasm, 
Boyfriend's parents say that they were strange and they were hoping that his cousin would be the ring bearer. But they've accepted it because they just want us to be happy. My parents threw a fit and accused me of placing animals above children. I calmly explained to them that this is my fiancé's and my wedding and it wasn't really their place to decide who would be a part of it. Our pets are well trained and well behaved, which is more than I can say about our relatives' kids. My parents aren't coming to the wedding because I refuse to follow a certain wedding tradition. My dad owed me that I was robbing him because of his moment. There was no reason for me to be there. Good riddance. One of the friends I've known since childhood is a mother of three and was going to one of the bridesmaids. She was horrified when she learned that my dog and cats would be in the wedding party. Surely her three ill-mannered kids should have had their honour. She treated us not to come to the wedding, and I made it easy for her to take in her list off the guest list. My cousin, who has two kids, told me rather smugly that she would bring her kids anyway. When she and her family were actually there, surely I won't be able to do anything about it. I told her I would have her husband and their kids extorted out by security. That shushed her up. My fiancé's friend asked him to make me replace my dog with his daughter as a flower girl. He was warned to never bring it up again. This wedding will not be a special day for my fiancé, and I, it will be special. We will not let any other entitlement ruin it. My entitled father nearly burns down the house. So normally I try to keep these light-hearted, but this only just happened last night, and just because of it, I got in very little sleep, so I may not get in more of a rant in some places. Apologise. So context, my father is a dialysis patient with double kidney failure and can barely see due to his diabetes, and he barely listens to his doctor. He's one of the most entitled people I know. For proof of this, I have two more stories in this sub, where he demands I give up one of my $300 bike to him, and the other where we go shopping, and my father doesn't understand what closing means. So flashback to 3am, I'm sleeping in my room, and suddenly my cat comes sprinting into the room, and knocks a ton of things, causing me to wake up. Immediately I smell smoke, and I'm very confused, but I don't panic yet. Unsurprisingly, my father had burnt food at 3am before, so I just assumed that's what happened, and he took care of it. Not this time, apparently, because I sit up immediately, the smoke in this house is obvious. While it isn't so sick, you can't see everything. It's definitely sick, though. Enough to know how much it's very wrong. I rush out to the kitchen, and sure enough, I see a sore spot billowing smoke like a smokestack. I immediately shut off the burner and turn off the stove fan, looking into the kitchen and living room, which are only right next to each other, is something I can only describe as looking through the smoke haze in the stone house multiplied by five. I immediately wake up my father, yelling about how he left a pan on the burner. Then I start start opening windows, all of them were shut since it was below 60 degrees where I live. My father immediately started cursing and when I told him if he was going to help me air out the house he says that he doesn't feel well and I need to do it myself. He then gets up for a 20 minute poo in the bathroom which meant I was down one exhaust fan. The city person almost burned down the house and immediately refused to help. My conversation with my dad was enough to wake my mother and she runs out of her room panicking because of the smoke in the air. I explain the situation and she starts to yell at my father who claims it wasn't his fault because he had meant to come back 
to the soup, he just fell asleep by accident. As two of these were having an argument, I start bu- busting out of our window fans, trying to make them face outwards to get the smoke out of the house. My mum eventually starts to help, and all the arguing had awoken my brother, who was asleep and didn't notice the smoke since his door was shut with a massive window wide open. He loved sleeping in the cold. At this point, we were all annoyed, and my brother works first shift, so he basically misses out on one hour of sleep, basically. What is happening? Oh, my father is still in the bathroom, refusing to help anyone because he is really annoying, and the five cats are freaking out. So we are trying to get all these windows open and fanning them while the cats are sprinting between potential exits while my father gets to hide from his mistakes. We all getting the fans blowing. Me and my mum sit down in the living room to awake and both with headaches from the smoke. Now, in this part of the story, you are wondering why no smoke detectors went off, potentially saving us to do all of this. Well then, don't worry. My father has the answer. You see, we were all wandering into the same thing of smoke detectors are wired into the house with electrical with a battery backup in case of power outage, so there is no way that they could have been working. So I twist off one in the wall and notice the detector had been switched off. Assuming this was the case, well, both my mother and I go back forward discussing why they were shut off. The father comes out and says in a voice, matter of fact, that it was almost like he didn't responsible for burning down half of our house 30 minutes ago. I actually shut them off last time I made steak in the skillet because the smoke kept causing them to come off. So this dumb father actually shut off the smoke detector and didn't turn them back on when he was done. I don't know what you may call about this trailer, but they built out something super flammable and cheap materials, so a fire in the trailer is like lightning in a firecracker. You see, usually, what my dad is least funny in hindsight, but he literally almost kills us, not from the fire risk, but from the potential smoke inhalation, and literally sits there like a child doing nothing. Honestly, I'm still annoyed because I couldn't sleep for hours, and the house still smelled like smoke. Anyway, thanks for reading. Entitled parents called me satanic for having visible scars and ruining her son's daily walks. I, 15, female, have scars on my arms. They are fully healed, but are still very prevalent. When I go and run in trails, I often run with t-shirts and tank tops because I live in an objectively warm environment. The trails where I live are very wide and we have one-way rules so they can keep distance approximately, therefore they remained open. I never really thought much about it. I was having my life. I was never blind to the people that stared gave me. And I'd be lying if I say I didn't were hurt. One day I was there, at the same time of day as I normally am. I paused for a minute to tie my shoe, and just I was about to continue my morning run, a lady approaches me. I recognise her, and recall I've seen her a couple of times before with a little boy. I could clearly remember her covering her son's eyes while giving me a death stare. I always ignored it. She proceeded to say something along the lines of, You're that annoying lady that took morning runs away from my son. I sincerely was confused, so I asked her what she meant by that. She said that my scars were disgusting and she didn't want her son to be exposed to such satanic ways. She expressed her anger toward me by making me feel like she could no longer take her little boy with her. Well, trying to make me back up, she was very going close to me, not keeping her distance. I said that it's close to one endangering her son. If she keeps coming close to strangers, you could potentially be carriers. This obviously pissed her off, and while she was trying to tell me I may never come back here again, 
I told her that I would continue to run at eight in the morning every day with my arms showing. If she didn't like it, she can come here with her son at a different time. I started up the rest of my run. An EP screams in my five-month-old son's face. So in England, you now have to wear a mask, face mask inside shops unless they're under 11 or have a medical reason not to. My son is five months old and is going through a thing where he fakes cough to get a fuss. It's extremely awkward in the current state of the world, but most people just laugh and comment on how awkward it must be. I was in Wilco's with him strapped to my chest in a carrier. He was babbling away and I wasn't responding to him because I was looking at some bits and bobs on the shelf. So he starts fake coughing. Next thing I know, I have a tiny angry lady grabbing my arm and trying to spin me around. I'm six foot two and about the built of a wardrobe so I could be a little clumsy and I cockle over a bit. My child hasn't been long to hold his own head so he gets a little whiplash and started to cry. Me, once I catch my feet and soothe the baby. What do you think you're doing, you silly lady? Huh. Oi, he has to wear a mask if he's going to cough everywhere. My daughter is scared. Me. Get off. He's five years old. I can't put a mask on him. And his cough is obviously fake. If your kid is scared, keep his distance from us. There was a bit of back and forth and pretty colourful language as I was starting to lose my temper with her getting into my son's face. My baby starts crying even more and starts to cough and gag because of how upset he's getting. Practically in her face because of the high difference between us. She then jumps back covering her masked face and pushes her now crying eight-year-oldish daughter behind her. Her directed at my five-month son. Dirty little baby. Put a mask on him now. At this point, I'm about to punch the lady out. But then somebody who works at the shop rushes over hearing her shouting. Her, Tell him to put a mask on the tramp of the baby. Shop assistant, you need to stop shouting. He can't put a mask on his baby. Huh. But the little boy keeps coughing near my kid and she's at risk and scared. My child is hysterical now, coughing, gagging and crying. And she gets right in his face and screams, go off, in his face. Another shop assistant had to physically stop me punching her in the mouth and leads me away so I can calm my son down. I apologise and leave all but EPs shouting in the shop about how it's the law to wear a mask, no matter how young. I'm usually a calm person and don't tend to have a violent bone in my body. And thinking back, I don't like how close I got to hitting her in front of my and her kid. But something about her in my son's face got me close to nutting her. My dad's girlfriend thinks she can tell me what to do. I know the title makes me seem like an entitled one, but hear me out. My dad's girlfriend, of about eight months now, got really mad at me this morning because I said I don't want to have to mow the lawn today. Granted, it isn't hard work, but I have a lot of other things I have to do today. I have to go to my neighbours to help her with the sprinklers because she can't physically do it herself because of her age and her physical problems. I have to help my girlfriend and dad move a ton of stuff to the storage and I also have to get back to work today because one of my friends called off sick and I told him I'd cover for him. I told her that I'll do it tomorrow because it's easier for work and she lost her mind saying how I had to do what she said. I tell her if that's what she wants, do it badly. Why don't her son can do it? He's 15 and does nothing around the house besides making messes that I have to clean. She gets even more mad and starts yelling at me that I need to give her my phone, my iPad, my Switch and every other electronic that I own. I tell her to eat poo and I, and I didn't like that but I did. What she did was annoying me. And I went out to get some chickens like I normally do each morning. Can someone just tell me if I'm like the wrong with saying that I'll just do it tomorrow or is she the crazy one? Edit.
So I talked to her a little bit ago and told her that flat out that if things don't change in this house, I'll talk to my dad about ch- charging you rent. I told her that I wasn't okay with how she was trying to push me around and if that's it continued, I will stop doing anything she needs. You tried to talk me over a few times, but I raised my voice the way a teacher would to get everyone's attention, and it sh- shushed her up really quick. I think we came to an agreement, but just in case I had a voice recording of the whole conversation I had with her. So if I have to, I'll show it to her and my dad to let him decide. Okay, that's it for the podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you enjoyed, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on whatever you're listening on. And thank you for being here. Bye.